Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm a personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mindset coach. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you all the goods through interviews with powerful women, sharing my experience coaching and training clients, and my personal insights to get you living fiercely in your life. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm your host. And today I am interviewing a very special friend of mine named Jess. And she's actually in Toronto and I'm in Vancouver. So we're doing a little long distance recording here, which is super awesome. So her and I met in Toronto and we met, I guess it was January this year or no, before that. Anyway, so we met because we were both personal trainers at Good Life Fitness and we totally hit it off right away. And we bonded really well because obviously we were in the health and fitness industry together. And, you know, she was really into personal growth and development. And she is also in the process of building her own online nutrition and personal training coaching business. And so today I want to share her story because she's putting a lot of work and effort into building that. And currently she's also 38 weeks pregnant. So a little baby's coming soon. So we're just going to be talking about all those amazing things together. So Jess, I would love for you to share with us where you're from and we'll just talk a little bit about your story and what's going on with you. Yeah, thanks for having me today, Kayla. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Um, So I'm originally from a small town outside of Guelph called Elora. Um, I grew up on a farm originally, and then I migrated to Toronto, and I've been in Toronto ever since 2010. That's awesome. And when you came to Toronto, could you, I would love for you to share your story of what you were doing before you got into personal training, and then obviously we can talk more about like what you're up to right now. Okay, sure. So originally when I moved to Toronto, I moved here to go to school. I went to Humber College um, for a paralegal degree. So I wanted to work in law originally. And I went for my degree, finished. But when I was in school, I just like had that inkling, that feeling that, you know, this isn't really what I wanted to do with my life. But I had no idea what the heck I wanted to do which is pretty common for 18, 19, 20 year olds. (laughs) So, but I continued anyways, and I finished my degree and I went into law um, and I started working for a law firm and I just was really, really unhappy in my career. But through school, I had found my own like health and fitness journey or had started to go through my own health and fitness journey where I started working out, started lifting weights, eating better. And it had like a a very profound effect on my life. It really changed a lot of things in my life. And as I started to consider what I really wanted to do with my life, that's, that's how I ended up basically in health and fitness altogether is because I, I saw how much working out and eating healthy made me happy and just like a better person. And I wanted like other people around me to have that same experience. So from there, I just started researching like how to even, you know, get into this industry, what to do. And 
I went back to school again, part-time while I was working to take a holistic nutritionist uh, diploma program. And then I also went to be a personal trainer as well. That's amazing. And what was the moment, because there's some people in life where there's something that happens, it's like they hit a threshold and then they decide to make that commitment to being healthier by eating healthier and being physically active. So was it something in your lifestyle where you hit a wall and you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to make some changes. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like any one particular moment. It was probably like a compound effect of a lot of really terrible habits. And I was also in, I was in a really crappy relationship at the time too. And it just kind of like, being in the gym just gave me that sense of control in my life where everything else just seemed like so chaotic where it was like my relationship was like crap things were not good there like i i knew i didn't like my school program and it was just like something that like gave me control so that sort of like was empowering and then from there just like compounded where i was just like you know how it is. You just start to feel better. You start seeing changes in your body and it started to get like, get the ball rolling from there. That's awesome. And you shared with me before that you did a bikini competition, right? Can you share a little bit about that as well? Yes. So I did compete in 2016. Um, it's the one and only show I have ever done and probably will ever do. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was, it was something that once I got into like health and fitness and started working out, it was a goal of mine and I'm very thankful that I did it, but it was, it was a very eye-opening experience for me about the fitness industry and how balance is really what I needed in my life. And a fitness competition is the exact opposite of balance. It is a very it's an extreme. You have to push your body to an extreme level of fitness. You have to be, you know, super on point with your food, everything you do in terms of like eating water, sleep, working out, like it's all geared towards looking a certain way on stage. And it, for me was not, um, not that it was a bad experience, but it just, it brought up a lot of things probably in my like nature in terms of like the way I eat and stuff like that. Like I found that having like that much um, restrictions on my diet led me to binge eating. And there was a lot of guilt that came along with binge eating. And I would do things that were like horrible, like, you know, like eating like a bunch of junk food and then like trying to like throw up afterwards, like things like that. So it was just not, um, wasn't wasn't a great experience overall (laughs) um but it was it was I'm very thankful that I did it I'm very proud of myself for having done it but I think that the positive outcome of it was that it really taught me that the majority of people need like balance and finding that balance and finding that sweet spot like that's where people thrive and that's where people really you know get to their goals while still enjoying life Yeah, I think that's amazing, you know, that you took some positive aspects from that, because I remember when I started doing personal training at Good Life, and, you know, we have a lot of colleagues there that have done competitions and continue to do competitions. And I remember I kind of, I felt myself getting sucked into that, like, I have a rugby background, and 
different than doing, you know, an aesthetics competition. And I just remember thinking, oh, maybe I should try that. But then when it came to, you know, the whole extreme of, you know, measuring your food and mm -hmm. your water intake and, you know, you need to commit to this for 16 weeks or longer, depending on, you know, how far you are into your health and fitness journey. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, it, it really takes a special character to be able to handle that or love it. And some people love it and some people don't. And, you know, I think it's great that you did that because obviously now that contributes to your story and it just gives you evidence to show how, how important it is to find that balance and, you know, what works for you. Because obviously, you know, you and I both know Nadia and she's an incredible athlete and she thrives in that environment. And I just, I have so much respect and admiration for her. And I know that that's not something that I would enjoy doing, but it works for her. So, you know, it is all about in terms of health and fitness and, and that, that whole journey, it's really going to look different for everyone. And I think that this is something that people are trying to figure out the best thing to do. And, you know, we obviously see these trends, these trends in, in health and fitness, like what's the next best thing? Like, is it keto? Is it intermittent fasting? Is it you know, this like lemonade cleanse for 10 days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on that cleanse. <laughs> you know, what's lemonade. funny. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I had a client who his girlfriend did that cleanse and she convinced him to do it and he did it. And he, like, I was training him like two or three days a week at the time. So this was, it was like a 10 day thing. And by the end of it, he was messaging me. He's like, Kayla, I can't come in to train because if I squat I'm literally going to shit my pants like it was like I was like <laughs> what <laughs> like it was just like what an extreme you know to do what like cleanse your colon like and he's like I'm never doing that again and we had a laugh about it but I, I you know there's people who are who will try these different things mm -hmm. and you know it works for some and doesn't work for others and I, I'll, ne I'll never forget that because I just thought <laughs> I'm glad you did it and not me because there's no way that I could drink lemonade and like cayenne pepper and whatever you know ginger you put in this water like yeah it was nuts. But, you know, that's just that's just the extremes of the health and fitness industry, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so since you did your competition and, you know, you started your journey as a paralegal and you got into personal training, you started a good life last year, like October 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you've been there, you know, basically until now because you're, you know, almost full term with pregnancy and so I want to ask you like what has your journey been like ever since you know you decided to take the leap and get into personal training and, and do this holistic nutrition diploma yeah so it was it was kind of like one of those weird moments because like I, I finished my um my holistic nutrition program while so I should explain first so the holistic nutrition program was like two levels so I finished one level first where I could start working um, like as a practitioner and I finished that while I was still working as a paralegal. So I was like in this like weird limbo stage for a while where I was like kind of had my toes dipped in, but I still had the safety net of my job. And we all know like that that's where people get stuck because like it's comfortable. It feels nice you know that you still have like a steady paycheck coming in and I was just like there and then finally last year um I was 
almost kind of forced to make a decision because my, uh, the law firm I was working at was offering me a promotion and the promotion was a completely different, um, role that I was currently in. And I knew that it was going to require a lot of training and teaching and there'd be a huge learning curve and everything. And I just knew that there would be no way I couldn't like be invested in that but I couldn't say no and stay in my position because it would just like all fall apart at that point. Cause they'd be like, why wouldn't you take the promotion? It's more money. It's better. Like, and I just like, I knew that I had to make a decision. So I was kind of in a position where I was like, all right, now or never. So let's go now. So I like left and just jumped into personal training. And as you know, like it's, it's not an easy industry to go into it takes time it's like building a new business you have to get clients it's a lot of hours in the beginning and it's a lot of work and the the reward in terms of like the financial aspect is not that significant in the beginning because you're you know you got to wait till you get your clients and everything so it was a stressful time in a way but it was also a very invigorating and it was very like I felt like a weight lifted off me because I knew I was making a jump into something that I wanted to go into and I was finally like closing the chapter on something else that I knew that I never wanted to do again so it was it was good I don't even know if I answered your question (laughs) no you did no I'm, I'm just I'm listening to you and I'm just thinking how I can totally relate to this too because I spent six years in university getting a Bachelor of Education specialized in physical education and French. And, you know, like you said earlier in our conversation, I was 19 years old when I made that decision. And how the F are you supposed to know what you want to do with the rest of your life at 19 years old? So I went to school, like I was in school for six years, like I was obviously varsity athlete and I was working part time. So that's why my time was stretched. But I finished my degree in 2015. And then I, re- I remember knowing at that point that I don't want to be a teacher for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think I like loved the content that I was doing in university. And then when the teaching aspect came in, I was like, okay, I love coaching rugby with kids in high school, but I don't know if I can conform to, you know, a curriculum and this, this and this. And so I went to China for a year. And that was like the real test of confirmation of Kayla, I, you know, you don't want to be a teacher, you know, and then the same thing, like I left teaching, which was comfortable, like I had a salary, I had a benefits, like, mm-hmm. obviously, I was living in China, which was wild. But I came and I did the same thing as you where I came to Toronto, and I started from nothing again. And I went into personal training. And you're right, it's, it's a lot. It's so crazy how rewarding it is and I think we're so lucky to have worked at one of the best locations in the company being right downtown Toronto right beside the financial district like it was just so much opportunity but it's true like you know you really we had to put ourselves out there and be able to sell ourselves and then on top of that it's it's one thing with the fitness industry and I'm sure with other industries too is that there's like a plethora of knowledge like it just doesn't stop you know you can there's always the next course, there's always the next seminar, like webinar, whatever certification to do to pull yourself forward. So it is it is a huge commitment. But it's funny, you said it like, when you made that jump, you know, ironically, like the weight was lifted off your shoulders, even though you were diving into the deep end again, because that was authentic and true for you that you knew that this is where your passion lied, and you wanted to grow yourself in this industry. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. And that's, that's exactly like what it is too. And it's, it's scary because you spend so much time like dedicating yourself to one thing. And it's like what you just said that you, you came to the realization, you're like, I don't even want to be a teacher. And you're like, crap, I just spent all this time. I literally just made my last payment on my OSAP for my paralegal program. And I'm like, great. (laughs) I just paid for a program, but you know, it's led me to where I am today. So I can't, I can't be mad about that at all, but it's just like, you know, I spent years in school. I spent four years there and I literally just finished paying for it. And yeah, I, I had no desire to ever touch that again, but it led me to where I am. So you can't, you know, I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't gone through all of that. So totally. And I remember when you started doing personal training, you have this edge where you could relate to people like because we work down in the financial districts of Toronto, a lot of the clientele that we would get are people who are working like 40 to 70 hours a week and they're sitting down eight to 10 hours a day and they're eating out every day. Like it's just a grind time. Right. Yeah. And so you, you have that edge to be able to relate to them. Like I started working out and moving and this is how it changed my life. Like I used to be where you're at every day and I know what needs to change. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's so important to have that balance between like, if you're going to work a desk job or work a job where you're sedentary, like it's so important to move. So you're right. It it totally is a part of your journey. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, that you just uh, reminded me of is even like not even related to like personal training, but the aspect of having, you know, worked in a job that I didn't love and then like finding my passion. Like, I can't tell you the amount of people I ask everybody this. I ask my clients, I ask random people. I'm like, do you love what you do for work? And it's astonishing how many people say no. So even having that, um, that experience of having gone through working a job that I really didn't like having all those things you talked about the, you know, the financial, like the benefits, the vacation, all of those like cushy little things, and taking that leap into something else that is so completely unknown and unstable and all of those things, but finding like my passion and how different that makes me feel, even from a health perspective, like there, we know the effects of stress on the body and we like you and I, I'm sure a lot of other people know too, but like going into something that you truly love has such like a, a health benefit for you, but working in a job you hate for the rest of your life is like physically is going to just drain you and is going to like wreak havoc on your body. But so it's like so cool to even like have that sort of uh, firsthand experience of changing jobs and now being where I am today and encouraging people that if they don't like the work they do, they need to like figure something else out. <laughs> I could not agree more. And it's funny because I had this conversation with my boyfriend the other day and it was like, we were talking about how, so basically since I moved to Vancouver, I'm still working and will continue to work on this for the rest of my life of building my online mindset coaching business. And, you know, it's, I'm not full time yet. And I know that I will be, and I'm thriving towards that. And along with this, I'm also working at Lululemon in retail and it's not paying me nearly as much as what I was making personal training but I know that I would be that I am happy to work for a company that is like aligned with my beliefs and values and all of that and my boyfriend's like Kayla like why don't you just take you know 
just take a hit and do something that pays more money so that you can make more money faster and then like do your business. And I was like, no, I said, I refuse to work a job that I do not enjoy just for the sake of making money and being comfortable and whatever. I said, I refuse to do that. Like I want to be doing what I love, which is building my online business. And that's it. Like I just, I just cannot settle for less. Like it's crazy how the visceral reaction that I have to his suggestion of doing that, I I just can't do it. And I wish that more people were like that. And they really just really took that leap that you're talking about in terms of doing what they want to be doing. Because what's the point? And it, that's such a powerful question that you ask people like, do you love what you do? Because if people ask me, like, do I love what I do? Like, I would say I would love I love building my online business. Do I love working in retail? It's not my dream job but it's helping me get to where I want to go mm-hmm. and you're right I think people settle because of that whole comfort thing like oh I have I have a retirement plan like pension this paid vacations like all of that but like what's the point unless you love what you do mm-hmm. yeah totally no I agree yeah so I wanted to ask speaking of loving what we do so you you know got into personal training you've done this diploma and what are you building? Like, I know you're, you started building your online business and I think you, you really dove into it around the time that I dove into my building of my mindset coaching business. So share that with us and tell us, you know, the programs that you have, like, what's your intentions? Like, why do you love it so much? Yeah. So even uh, like before I came to good life, I, I always had, I shouldn't say always, recently in the last like couple of years, like I had this um, desire to want to have my own business. And for that, for the reason for that is like for a few things, like I come from a family of entrepreneurs, like my dad's a farmer. <laughs> so like he, he has his own business. My grandfather had his own business. My brother will follow suit. So it's just something like, you know, watching them, be able to run something that like is literally their own. And you know what my dad is like by far one of the hardest workers and I've ever seen in my life, which is what it is to be an entrepreneur. But that's sort of like planted the seed in my mind that like, I want to foster something that I can call my own and have full full control over. So as it, as I went into good life, um, I kind of always had it in the back of my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to transition sometime into something of my own. I didn't know when and what it was or what it looked like at the time. And then things started to fall in place. And I knew that uh, for me going online was the best option. So I love in-person training. And I think that the the benefits of in-person training are amazing, (laughs) but for me, in order to shape the life that I want to live, online training was going to be the route to go. So I started building my online business. And where I'm at now is, so I run two different programs. So I have an online one-on-one, on, I already said that, a one-on-one online training option that encompasses personal training and nutrition. And this is really cool because I get to work very close with people, but they don't have to be people within my area. So that's something that I was really intrigued by because there's people all over the world who need help. And 
if I can help people from different areas, why not? Like, so that's like a super cool aspect of it. So I work with people one-on-one online to help them get to their goals in terms of health and fitness. I strictly work with women. I have nothing against men. (laughs) I just feel very connected to women. And I feel that, you know, as a woman myself, uh, there's obviously like a deeper level of understanding of other women. And just with the way, you know, social media has gone in terms of, you know, portraying the perfect body and the perfect life and like having to look a certain way and feeling the effects myself of even, you know, looking at images and like feeling like bad about my body image and all of that, that's it's pushed me to want to work with women even more because it feels um, like it's something I want other people to be able to overcome as well. And I know that women really struggle in that area. And then, so I totally just lost my train of thought. (laughs) You were sharing. No, it's perfect. You were sharing about your, your programs. We call that pregnancy brain. (laughs) There you go. Oh, so no, I just, it's totally fine. Like this podcast episode is like totally raw, real episode. And the question, like I was listening to everything you're saying. So you were answering the question, you were talking about the two programs that you have online. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the one-on-one personal training and uh, nutrition one. So that, that one is like the, the bread and butter of like my, like my uh, business basically because that's where I get to like really work with people one-on-one obviously and really help them and my whole business is around the concept of like body freedom which I should have mentioned in the beginning but it's like coming to a space in your life where your body actually just feels like a home for you and a lot of people don't have that feeling and I know I didn't for a long time either that we feel trapped. We feel like it's like a jail that we're like living in. So working with people one-on-one to really, first of all, like discover like, what does body freedom even mean to you? What does that look like? And then what things can we put in place to help you really get there? So that when you think about your body, when you are feeling, when you're looking at yourself, it sparks, you know, comfort and joy and satisfaction And it's something that you're proud of rather than feeling like you need to like cover yourself up and like, it's like a jail. So that's like the like premise behind my company. And that's why like the one-on-one program is awesome because that's where you really get into all those things in terms of your nutrition, your fitness and your mindset. Obviously my mindset doesn't, my mindset aspect doesn't go as deep as yours because that's like your whole entire uh, niche, which is awesome. Yeah, but I I definitely um, touch on it a little bit because as we both know, mindset's a huge aspect. And then my other my other program is a it's a 12 week program. Um, And this program is different in a way because it's more of a self study program. So this one is you you come into it, you get your workbook. It's like 110 pages of a workbook where you go week by week through different topics in terms of mindset and nutrition. You learn a whack load of different things and there's homework for you to do along the way. And then you also are provided with a 12 week workout program. So this, this option is like super great for people that um, 
are a little bit more independent and are able to do self-studies because not everybody um, is really cut out for a self-study kind of program, but other people like thrive in being able to just like work at their own pace and do homework and things like that. And it's like a super awesome um, workbook because like you get 110 pages of information. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So. And what's the name? What's the name of this program? So you have your body freedom, which is your one on one, right? Yes. And then this program that's self study, what is this one called? Um, so I, the name of that one is Oh, my goodness, I'm having another one of my moments where I can't remember anything. This actually That's probably, okay. <laughs> you know what? I bet you it'll come to you later in this conversation and I'll put it in it's the show notes of this. Ep- yeah. It'll, I'll put it in the show notes of this episode so that people can find the links to the, to your programs and definitely check that out. But even just listening to you, like, I think this is so amazing. Like you obviously you built this while doing personal training in the last few months, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, st- I can't even remember when I started. Yeah, it's been a couple months. (laughs) That's so cool. No, I love that. And I love how accessible this is. And I love how, you know, you have your own story because you went from, you know, the sedentary job of doing something that you didn't enjoy. And then you jumped into health and fitness and you found your, you found your ground and you created your home and your body. And now you're working to be a contribution and bring that to other women. I think that's so amazing. And I'm so grateful that I have you and I have other women who are, you know, doing similar coaching practices where they're just wanting to elevate people in the world. And I'm, I just love that. I think it's so amazing. And I'm really excited to see what comes of this because, you know, you've been sharing yourself online and through your live videos and, you know, your content on Instagram. And I'll make sure to share all of this in the show notes for this episode today. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, And I can't believe (laughs) this, honestly, like, when I say like pregnancy brain is like so real, it's like, that's, this is literally like a pregnancy brain moment that I worked on something for that many months and I stared at the screen all that time. And I cannot think of the name of it. That's so funny. It'll come to you. But it speaking, will. but speaking of <laughs> being pregnant, I think now this would be like the perfect time to jump into that. So can you please share about your your pregnancy journey because you're are you at 38 weeks or 38 and a half now yeah 38 and a half okay 39 weeks on friday and it's monday today yeah that's crazy so let's hear it when did you find out you were pregnant and like what has that been like for you yeah so it was okay it's actually kind of funny how we found out we were pregnant And this is how ridiculous I was thinking at the time. (laughs) It was January. So January 2nd, Emmanuel, my boyfriend and I, we went for a run at like six o'clock in the morning. Talk about major New Year's resolution right there. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So we went for this run and I come home and I just like felt really like nauseous And, like, I didn't eat before we went or anything like that. You know, it was, like, you literally got out of bed and put your, like, shoes and clothes on before you could think about what you were doing. And I just was, like, thinking to myself, I'm, like, oh, okay. I was, like, I'm not meant to be a runner. Running makes me sick. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, this is perfect. I never have to do cardio again. (laughs) 
And then the next morning again, I just like I woke up and I was nauseous again. And I'm like, okay, no, it's not from running. And it was funny because I just knew, like I, I knew that that second morning on January 3rd, when I was feeling sick again, I just knew instantly. I was like, I'm pregnant. That's and crazy. yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things like, like I've had like pregnancy scares before, you know, when you like, when you're younger and stuff and you just like, you see like 10 pregnant people. And then all of a sudden in your mind, you're like, Oh my God, like, am I pregnant? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like everything becomes a sign for no reason. But this was like one of those moments where like, I knew a hundred percent and I had, I had to go to work. I had to go to the gym and it, I couldn't wait to find out because I knew that it was going to weigh on my mind whether or not like I was pregnant. So I bought like I bought a test at Shoppers Drug Mart on the way to the gym and I'd already told like talk to Emmanuel. I was like, I'm pretty sure like this is what's going on. And he's like, OK, well, call me like when you do the test and we'll we'll go from there. So I did like the pregnancy test in the good life bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> at like seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) and sure enough obviously I I was pregnant so that was how we found out originally and ever since then it was it's been a whirlwind it's been a lot of ups and downs and um, like as you know as I share on my Instagram and my Facebook I'm very transparent about how my journey has been um, for few reasons for one like we as we were discussing before we came on the on the podcast is that pregnancy is like kind of almost glamorized in a way that it's like you said like you have this like glow and people like to like pay attention to you and it's just like you know such like this like great happy time in your life and my experience could not be like further from that and I know that in comparison to other people I haven't even had it that bad so like my sister was like projectile, like throwing up her whole entire pregnancy. So I've been like very thankful about my journey, but it's, it's really freaking hard. Like you're on this hormonal roller coaster for nine plus months straight. And every woman out there can attest that like even getting your period is a hormonal disaster half the time so like you're you're basically doing that for like nine months straight and your body is changing in like all these weird ways and you're like exhausted all the time and things are just like really really crazy and hectic and you start to like doubt yourself as like a person as like a a woman like as a mom you're just like can I really do this like all these like things start to come up and you're, you know, I say to Emmanuel, I was like, he, bless him. He is like the best boyfriend and supporter ever in my life, but it is the most lonely journey you can ever take because nobody else knows what you're going through. Even other women that have been pregnant before their experience is so different than yours And while you're pregnant, you're literally just like on this little journey by yourself. And it's so like lonely at times. And it's like, I don't know, it's it's a really challenging 
journey to go down and you have days where you don't even feel pregnant, which is like insane. And then you have like a month where you're just like F this, <laughs> but it's, it's crazy. And now that I'm nearing the end of my journey, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's very crazy. Yeah, it's, just, well, it's a lot of, it's a lot of unknown. Right. And I just love how transparent you are because yeah, obviously we have this conversation about pregnancy being, glamorized right and there's so many beautiful things about pregnancy and there's so many challenging things and obviously you know so much has happened in the last nine months and I remember when you right at the beginning where you weren't really showing and you're like I just look bloated like I just want to I just want to have a bump and then I remember it was Easter weekend and it was funny because I think that weekend is when you really like announced on social media that you were pregnant. And there was like this beautiful picture of you and Emmanuel and he's like kissing your belly. And then you literally came back to work that week. And I was like, oh, my God, like you popped. Do you remember that? It was like over a weekend you popped. Yeah. Out. And then, yeah. And it was just it was crazy. And I, I just loved seeing like I loved watching your journey of pregnancy and like watching you know, how you like you, you grew and you grew. And it was like, you know, for me, there's definitely times where you really did look like you were glowing or like you probably didn't even realize you'd be like training your clients and kind of rubbing your belly. (laughs) It was so cute. Right. And I just, one thing that I think is hilarious too, is I remember when you told us at work that you were pregnant we were in our like 10 a.m. meeting and yeah, just to give a bit of context. So, um, working at Good Life Fitness, you know, when you're in the process of near the beginning of your business, or, you know, you want to go in and, and freshen up your skills with, you know, sales presentations and, and all that stuff, we have these 10 a.m. meetings. So there's like five or six of us in there with our managers and Jess just like dropped the bomb that she was pregnant. I remember thinking, oh my God. And then it, it, everything made sense because up to that point, I'm pretty sure, you know, I was trying to like go out for coffee with you and do these things like weeks prior. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm not at the gym. Like, oh, I have an appointment or like one day you were trying to get people to cover your clients because you weren't feeling well. And I was so oblivious. And I was like, (laughs) oh, she's just busy. Like she's just this. And then when you said you were pregnant, I remember like my jaw just dropped. I was like, oh my God, it makes sense now. But other people at work had a hunch and I had no idea. (laughs) It was funny because I was sick the one day and you were like, oh, like maybe it's like, the flu or like oh, food yeah. poisoning or <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Man, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, you better not like pass the plague onto everyone. at work. <laughs> oh yeah. But that's the other thing too. And I think that, um, being a trainer made that made the first trimester that much worse <laughs> because <laughs> it's like you, you don't, for most people, at least in the beginning, you don't tell anybody that you're pregnant because miscarriages, obviously, it's more high in the beginning. So you kind of want to keep it on the down low at first. But I'm like, I was exhausted. I was so tired all the time. And you work in an industry where like everybody's just naturally tired because of like the crazy work hours and stuff. But it was like, it was so bad and I couldn't say anything to anybody. And I just was like a walking zombie. And then on top of it, I was like, I was nauseous and I'd be sick through the day. And I remember there was a point where I was training my one client and he was doing um, a dumbbell chest press. 
And the smell of sweat made me want to <laughs> throw up so bad. <laughs> and he was like sweating everywhere. And he was doing the chest press. And I couldn't spot him because I was like, I can't be this close to him. And I was standing probably like four or five feet back. And in my head, I was just praying. I was like, please don't drop the weights on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like probably terrible thing to admit. But (laughs) I was like, I can't, I can't get close to this guy. I'm like, I'm going to throw up all over him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a, what a journey, right? Uh... (laughs) He, for the record, he did not drop the weights, so we're good. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> He's alive and well. <laughs> so you're at 38 and a half weeks now. So are are you are you do? Is it August 30th? Yeah, September 1st. That around there. August 30th. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And oh, we didn't even talk about this. You chose not to discover the gender of your baby, right? So it's like literally the biggest surprise ever. Yeah. So I. When we first found out, I wanted to know what the gender was. And then my sister, who had her son last uh, last year, said that it, they didn't know either. They didn't find out their uh, gender until she gave birth. And she said it was just like one of these really special moments that you have. Where like after you deliver, you know, you've gone through these nine months. You've just gone through the whole like delivery process. And she said like it was just this really like special moment to find out then after everything, like what you're having, if it's a girl or a boy. So once she said that, I was like, you know what? There's really not that many surprises in life. Everything we do is like so planned and calculated and everything like that. So I was like, why don't we just wait and see? And I had this moment, (laughs) if I could could tell you a little story here. I went to, I had an ultrasound um, last week and you generally like you let like the ultrasound techs know that you don't want to know the gender just so they don't accidentally say it to you. And I didn't say anything yet. (gasps) And the woman, the ultrasound tech was like, um, she was doing the ultrasound and she was, what did she say? She said, Oh, I'm really surprised how active she is. (gasps) No. And my just like my, my like heart like dropped And I just, I didn't say anything for a second because I was like trying to process the fact that she just told me the gender, but she didn't, she wasn't talking about me or my baby. There was this woman who was out in the hallway who had been there before, like when I had first came in to even uh, go into the waiting room, who was singing nonstop for like an hour (laughs) straight. Like we're in the hospital, right? So like... There's all types of people in the hospital <laughs> and she was literally like just like belting out a song and she was singing in a different language I think she was singing in Spanish and she was literally like non-stop singing and the ultrasound tech was referring to the woman that was singing that she like could continue singing for so long and she must have like seen the look on my face or something because she like looked at me and she's like I'm talking with a lady in the hallway and I'm like, okay, good. Because I was like, I don't want to know the gender. And she's like, yeah, I know. She's like, I never say the gender anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I like had this moment where I was like, oh my God, I waited all this time. And this lady tells me at 37 weeks that we're having a girl. And now I'm like, do I tell Emmanuel? Do I not tell Emmanuel? Oh like... my gosh. <laughs> 
She's probably like, why, like looking at the screen, why is your heart rate so elevated? Yeah. Sitting there like stressing. <laughs> I was like, oh um, no. <laughs> yeah. And I know you've shared on social media, like you don't know, like, you know how sometimes mothers are like, oh my God, I'm totally having a boy. Like they feel it, you know? But it's funny because I think, and I wrote down on your little calendar there from your baby shower that you know I think you're gonna have a baby girl right so I was laughing like I totally just gasped when you shared that she said she and I was like I was right but then obviously <laughs> lied. <laughs> we'll have to wait to find out who's right <laughs> I know right I'm, I'm very I'm very very excited for you and I know that I think one of the most amazing things that I've seen with you in the last like nine months or I've obviously known you longer than that now is just how much you've changed mentally you know and I think like to really to get pregnant that is such a mindset challenge like obviously physically as well and then you know starting your online business like that just requires so much mental toughness and I know that I was so happy when you signed up to do my fierce living program and you know taking that you know mindset work on as well and it's like Mm. it's such a it's such an amazing journey you know being pregnant obviously I cannot speak for myself because I've never been pregnant and (laughs) I'm still not sure if I want to, but it's, yeah, it's really, it's really been amazing. Like watching your journey through that. Thanks. It's been, it's been fun sharing it. Even all of the, the not negative, but I guess the the hardships I should say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So considering that obviously like baby smushy is coming soon. So what do you have, what do you have planned for the future? Um, how, how much in the future are we talking? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Well, I just mean, okay, obviously, like, obviously you're about to have a baby. And yeah. I think one of the things, like, I really, I'm so excited about this conversation because it's going to be a little memoir of, you know, how far you've, you've come up to this point before having a baby. Right. And obviously you've started building your online business and it's like, what is your, your dream with your online business and you know whether you you share three months from now or like three years from now like what are the things that you envision for your future with everything that you've been through in the last like nine plus months yeah so I would say where where I'm headed and um I don't know how long it'll take to get there but in regards to my business like I definitely want that to be, um, like my full-time job for a couple different reasons. So I, I spoke before about like my lifestyle and where I want my lifestyle to go. And for me in regards to having a baby, um, I love the idea of like trying to be as present as possible in this baby's life. And I know that's not possible for every parent because of financial restrictions and having to go back to work. And for the next year while I'm off, so in the relative short term, I guess, while I'm on my maternity leave, my, my goal is to, to make my online business be my job so that when I am done maternity leave next August, I don't have to go back because I grew up in a family where my parents were home. You know, we, we didn't have to go to daycare or anything like that. And it, to have that same opportunity with the baby is like a dream come true for me. I think that that would be like a fantastic thing to be able to really spend those quality years together because we all know like once we go to school, I mean, you spend the next 
20 years of your life in school and then you move away. So it's like these first couple of years are really the only a couple of years where you have with your baby where there's nothing else. Like they don't have to be in school, et cetera, et cetera. So my goal for the next year is like online business to be my full-time job. And with that, just, um, you know, really discovering like where I want to go with this in general, because it's one of those things that you start with like a concept, I guess, or sort of like a vision. And as you go further and further into your journey, you just discover so much about yourself that things come up and you start changing. So I think really taking the next year to really nail down what exactly my business is like going to look like a hundred percent and how I can service as much women as possible and how that will look like. And then just like go from there and then travel. And then travel. <laughs> it's the most random part. Yeah. And then travel. But then, but obviously like it sounds, I get that you really want to create freedom, like have financial freedom, freedom of time, freedom to spend with your family. And therefore when we have freedom is usually when we get to travel. So that totally makes sense. And I, I love how you just like slid that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause like free manual, like that's his, like he, he would love to live other places. And he, that he's also building like his own life in terms of his career and stuff so that he can do the same. So I think like, that's just like, why not? You know, why do we have to be tied down to Toronto and only Toronto? And if we ever want to move, like, why does it have to be this big thing? Like if you have the opportunity to go live other places and that's what you want to do, like, I think that's like super awesome. And to go live like in another country, experience different cultures, all those types of things, like that's, that's incredible. So it's part yeah, of the goal. I, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely attest to that. You know, having originally been from Victoria, moved to China for almost a year and then moved to Toronto. And now I'm back and I'm in Vancouver now. It's, yeah. That's definitely been an amazing experience. And you're right. Like being an entrepreneur, that's just the way to do it because then you have that freedom and it's not like you're tied down to one place. So mm -hmm. I think it's amazing that you're creating that for yourself. And I'm really happy to hear that Emmanuel is obviously also doing that because then your baby's just going to have, you know, the best environment. They, it's going to have both of its parents home. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I love how what you're creating online is like your goal is to create a home within everyone's body so that, you know, they're happy and they're healthy and they can take care of themselves. So I'm really excited for all the things that you're up to. And I love that we recorded this right before baby Smushy's being born because <laughs> obviously we have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And it's so cool to just always you know, take note of like what's going on right before a big change. Cause that's where the magic is. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else that you wanted to share before I wrap things up? Um, well, I mean, if we did have a few seconds to chat about me going through your program, I would love to talk about that. Oh yeah. Unless we don't like, have time, but. Oh no. Oh no, we do. It just, I didn't want to like awkwardly bring it up, but since you brought it up and I think that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great because it was, I was so actually, I'm very grateful. Yeah, this is totally obviously worth talking about. I'm so grateful that you signed up to do my course and you supported me through that because obviously as an entrepreneur, it's, 
it really takes something to put ourselves out there. And, you know, I love that you did Fierce Living and I'll just talk a little bit about it before, you know, you share your experience, but I've shared about Fierce Living, you know, across social media and all my platforms, but Fierce Living is a four week course that I designed and it's all about shifting your mindset. And it's really the tools that you get to keep for life where you get to discover these reoccurring thought patterns and stories that you have about your life. And you get to really let go of that and then have the tools and guidance to create new goals and new thought patterns so that you can live your life more fiercely, which is, I'm so passionate about it. And so when you signed up and you did Fierce Living, like what did, what did you get out of it? And I think, you know, you did it at such a perfect time too, because you're obviously in the middle of your pregnancy and you're building your own online business. So let's share what happened for you. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a, cool experience in a way because I signed up for two reasons like originally like in part I signed up because like I was obviously very curious about your program but I also signed up because I wanted to support you and (laughs) I feel like it was like a way for me to show my support was to actually like see what the heck you were up to and um it was cool because like I got a lot out of it so for me mindset like it's it's something that no one really talks about like it's not really a topic discussed and when people think of mindset like they think of like hippie dippy woohoo like things like that so to go through your program where you very much nailed it down in like a concrete way about like you said like those reoccurring thought patterns was really like eye-opening for me because you're totally, you know, like going through your program where you talk about, you had this like thought about yourself. So for me, like one, my like big thing that um, I wanted to get out of your program was like to kind of uncover why I feel like um, I can't be successful in my business, which is obviously a huge mental block and something that like I need to get past as an entrepreneur or I'm not going to be successful but how you like led me down this path of forcing me to like look back in my life and actually find the time or times where that thought came into fruition. Like when did that thought begin? What was the circumstance that caused me to have that thought in the first place? And then to differentiate between what actually occurred and what I made of that circumstance, because like, that's something that you obviously touch on a lot is that there's the truth, like there's the real reality of what happened. And then there's all that other bullshit that we make up about what actually happened. And then like, you just carry that bullshit with you. I swore. Sorry. No, that, that is... <laughs> I swore twice. No, I know. Oh my God. Oh, Jess, I love you so much. No, that's totally fine. For sure. In my like hot moments, I've dropped F-bombs and the okay. F-bombs, like all the bombs. Yeah. I was just like, wait, maybe I should be swearing. Okay. No, that's totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, like how, so like your, your program it, it like literally made me think about the moments where that, that self-limiting belief that I can't be successful in my business, where that thought came from. And it forced me to pull apart what actually occurred in that time and what I made of that circumstance and how I've like carried that with me for years now. Cause it like, it came 
in my childhood. So now I am an adult. So like, it just, it gave me like a bird, not a bird's eye, but like a, an outside perspective of how like these things happen to you. And then you just like make up all this crap and then you believe what you just made up. And then now you're in like this weird position where you've like believe all these random things that aren't even true. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a really like eye opening experience and it was really cool to, to go through. And it really helped me pull apart, like how my past has affected me and gone to me where, got me where I am now, but it's also means that I can, I can create a new story. Like I can pick something new that I want to believe in and use that as like an empowering way to move forward. Yeah. And I, I love that. And if you don't mind sharing, because it was like such gold, what you're saying in terms of I'm and I remember having this conversation with you in person about, you know, this belief like, oh, I can't be successful with my business. And when you did the work to look back into your path to that moment where this belief was created, like, do you remember the moment of where or like the moments where you can look back and be like, OK, yeah, this is definitely where I would started telling myself this belief. Like what what was the event? Do you do you mind sharing that? Yeah. So it was like, for me, in terms of like that specific belief, um, it was sort of like a, a few different things that had come up and a lot of it had to do with my relationship with my dad actually. And just, um, just this idea that he, he values money as like, a form of um, success, which there's nothing wrong with at all. But in, in him talking about those values, even when I was a kid, it made me feel as if the only way that I could be successful was to make a lot of money. And I could see this, you know, just in speaking with him when I was a child and the way he handled money. So it was like a lot of different situations that kind of, I guess, created this thought. There's probably like an exact moment that maybe I just, I can't remember, or at least I can't remember right at this moment, but just, yeah, like his like value around like success in relation to money. And I and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with using money as a measurement to how successful you are. But I made it seem like that was a bad thing. Like I put it in my head that in order to be successful, I had to make a lot of money, which is also one reason why I went to school to be a paralegal because I had it in my head that they, they make, you know, after a couple of years, you can make relatively good money and to me, that was like, okay, that means I will be successful and my dad will think I am successful. And that obviously didn't work out in the end anyways, because now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, no, but this is, it's crazy because listening to you, I can totally relate to that because I do the same thing where, you know, obviously both of us as entrepreneurs, like I am building my business and I have money goals and I'm not hitting those goals right now at all. And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm a failure because I'm not making yeah. X amount. And it's crazy, like, oh my God, what you just said was so gold because now you have done the work where you you discovered you have a self-limiting belief and you looked back in your life, like, okay, where did this really start to like dig its roots into me? And now, you know, you've shared these, you share these moments with your, your dad, for example, where like you realize that you made it mean that money equals success. And 
now you can go back and you can rewrite that. But the thing is you discovered how that has influenced you because it, it was so subconscious that you went in and you did paralegal in university because you thought you needed to do that in order to be successful. And this is why I love mindset work because now you have this new freedom and now you're doing what you love and you're building your online business and you know, you're being an entrepreneur and you're choosing how you want your success to be and how you want to make money. So that's like, yeah, I'm so grateful that you dove a little deeper into that because I really, I know that when people listen to this, they will be like, Oh my gosh, like, this totally makes sense. Like they can relate to it. Right. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. No problem. And the other thing too, I was just thinking like, it's just so funny that you like, we literally just make stuff up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like he never, he, and the, the, the even like more funny part is like when I say like my dad, you know, uses money as a measurement to success. Never once has he actually said that to me. That's something that I have like determined on my own based yeah. on like what I know about him and his personality. So even like me saying that is me still like technically just making something up. Yeah. But like, that's like, that's like how far we take these things that like, we just, we just make shit up all the time. So why not make something up? That's like empowering. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that is the entire purpose of fierce living. So I'm so thankful that, you know, you did, you did, you signed up for the course, you did the work, and then you can continue to do that. And I know that you'll be using this sort of thinking and coaching with your clients, right? Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Me doing your program was um, part of the reason why I actually put mindset aspects into my 12 week program. Like I said earlier, like it by no means like goes into um, like as deep as you go, but I've taken like little tidbits that I found were very valuable for me. And I was like, man, like I need to be teaching my clients about this stuff too. Yeah. So <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing about first living. Cause obviously this is something that I want to continue to grow and, you know, I'll definitely be relaunching it and helping more people. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I know you're always launching new stuff that's so good <laughs> it's a journey just constantly putting things out there sometimes it flops sometimes it flies but that's just the journey of an entrepreneur right yeah putting ourselves out there so so I just want to thank you Jess for coming onto the podcast and I really loved our conversation and I'm so excited to you know say in six months from now look back on this conversation and see how much has changed because that's just the beauty of it that's why I love podcasting and I'm going to share this that I already told you before we did this podcast episode that I think you should start your own podcast. So I'm putting it out there into the world because <laughs> I think that, you know, you have so much to share in terms of your content and what you're doing. And I know that that would definitely be an amazing thing for you to do. And I have faith in you. I know you can do it. So I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, thank you. <laughs> it has, it definitely is something that has crossed my mind before, but well, we'll see. We'll see if maybe when we listen to this in six months, if something will have changed. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to put your, I guess, what's the best way to reach you if people want to connect with you? Um, through Instagram. Instagram is probably the best way to reach me. Okay. And I spend yeah. a lot of time on there. <laughs> Perfect. So I'll put your Instagram handle. What is your Instagram handle? I'll put it in the show notes as well. It's uh, just Jess Hessel. So J-E-S-H-E-S-S-E-L-S. -S -S -E 
You'll know it's me when you see pictures of my pregnant belly everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So I'll put that in the show notes. So thank you again for coming on to the episode today. And if you're listening to this, please subscribe, leave a review. We'd love to hear your feedback and you can share this if it resonated with you. And I'm very grateful for everyone that has taken the time to listen to the episodes. And I hope that you continue to listen because I love recording these and, you know, interviewing people and and sharing people's stories. I think it's a very powerful thing. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.